if you could just do one thing to maximize the chances of having a peaceful, Holy Spirit-filled home birth, what would that be? Well, I can't wait to tell you, and it is one of the main things that I coach my clients on. It really does take work, but it's the work that you're going to see benefits for the rest of your life. So come along with me and let's pursue peace. Welcome to the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, where your journey to a joyful and empowered birth experience begins. I'm your host, Allie McLean, a registered nurse, home birth coach, devoted wife, and proud mother to four incredible kiddos. I've walked the path from trauma to triumph, and I'm here to guide you every step of the way. At the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast, we're more than just a show. We're a community of dreamers, believers, and fearless mothers-to-be. If you're seeking to reclaim your birth story, to transform fear into confidence, and to embrace the beauty of home birth, you found your tribe. My own transformative journey began with a traumatic C-section, propelling me on a quest to uncover the power of home birth. And now I'm on a mission to help you rise above your past, prevent needless C-sections, and stand firmly in the certainty of your dream birth. As a devoted follower of Jesus, I believe that His divine design for birth is inherently good. It is a reflection of His love, strength, and grace. If the dream of home birth has been planted on your heart, know that it's there for a purpose. And I'm here to stand with you as you pursue it wholeheartedly. In a world filled with racing thoughts and doubts, I'm your guide to taking those thoughts captive, making them obedient to Christ, and replacing them with the liberating truth. Together, we'll navigate the challenges that lie ahead, finding not only freedom, but also unbridled joy on your path to motherhood. This podcast is a haven for the woman who has faced the darkness of a traumatic birth and has questioned whether home birth is within her reach. Here we shatter those doubts. Join us for illuminating interviews with remarkable birth workers who share our reverence for the sanctity and splendor of birth. Listen to inspiring women as they recount their triumphant birth stories, each a testament to the strength that resides within you. So whether you're just starting to explore the world of home birth or you're already on this radiant journey, the Peaceful Home Birth Podcast is your sanctuary, your wellspring of knowledge, and your unwavering support system. Get ready to be inspired, to be empowered, and to embark on a path that leads you to the birth you've always dreamed of. It's time to experience the Holy Spirit's power, to embrace the beauty of birth, and to create a legacy of love and strength. Are you ready to transform your birth experience? Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Peaceful Home Birth. I am so excited to be here with you once again. I, when this recording airs, we will have just celebrated my son and I's birthday yesterday. For those who don't know, my sweet baby boy was born on my birthday and what a special day it was. Honestly, it was one of my biggest nightmares to have a baby on my birthday and that might sound totally selfish, but there has been so much healing that has gone um, into how I feel about my birthday and it's been so interesting how the Lord has just been preparing me and healing me before this ever happened. I actually almost went to 42 weeks with him. I didn't think there was any way I would be having him on my birthday, but he stuck around right until then. And 
It is so special. It's funny. I get a lot of different responses to him being born on my birthday. And I can just tell that everybody has their own opinion and view on this subject. And I just know for me, I had some things that I needed to work through in order for this to just not be a big deal. Instead, not just not being a big deal, but actually loving it and being very thankful. Like the Lord gave me such a beautiful gift, my only son on my birthday. And it was such a special day. And we had such a wonderful celebration after he was born. And I, I will treasure those memories forever. So it's just a really good reminder to me that the Lord cares and that he is good. Even when we think it's the worst thing in the world, he has been preparing us for um, different circumstances and he has nothing but the best in mind for us. And I just see that through this experience. So Oh, yeah, I could say so much more on that, but it was such a wonderful time and I'm very, very thankful for him. Also, something I'm so extremely thankful for is we have hit 80,000 downloads. I can't even believe I'm saying that. And 100,000 downloads is literally right around the corner. So I am so excited. If you haven't left a review yet, please take the next 30 seconds to scroll down to where it says leave a review on Apple Podcast. Share how this podcast has helped you. It doesn't have to be very long, but it would bless me greatly. But also it helps the message of normalizing home birth spread to more women who have that dream on their heart, but don't quite know how to get there or have the support to do so. All right, one last announcement before we get into today's episode is that registration for the Peaceful Home Birth Retreat is open. There are a few spots left for the pre-sale price, and this is a two-day event. You absolutely won't want to miss it. I have so many amazing dreams and plans for this. Um, We do have to get eight people committed by February 3rd, which is when the pre-sale ends. Um, If we don't get all eight signups by the third, you will just have your money refunded and we will reschedule for a different time. So it's not a big deal. Um, I would absolutely love to have it. It's going to be on July 19th through the 20th. And you can find more information by going to peacefulhomebirth.com slash retreat. But if you're currently pregnant, you want to be pregnant soon, or you're newly postpartum and have had a home birth or you want a home birth for your next one, this event is going to be restful, informative, healing, and ultimately God-honoring. So check out more information, register today. You can get the pre-sale price through February 3rd. All right, let's do this. So what is that one thing that you can do to increase your chances of a peaceful home birth? I can't do drums, but it is self-awareness. Okay, you probably didn't expect that, but let me tell you what it means and then we'll we'll talk about it, okay? Trust me, hang in there with me. This is going to be so good. What does it mean? Well, I looked up a definition of because, of course, that's what you do. It is a conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires, okay? So what does that have to do with birth? Why does being self-aware help towards that? Well, first, let me show you where at in the Bible. This is such a good example. As I was researching self-awareness, this is what popped up. And uh, I think that it is so relevant to women who are choosing to home birth, okay? So first off, 
it is a part of our sanctification journey, right? And as you may know, if you are currently pregnant or have had a baby before, you know that being pregnant and having a child is the most sanctifying thing that you can do as a woman. My goodness, there has been so much growth in the past eight years of being a mom that um, I did not get in eight years of, of not being a mom. Not saying you don't get sanctified, but there is something really, really special about being a parent, if you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So part of it is this reflection piece, right? So Romans 7.24, this is where Paul is being very self-aware of his actions and his propensity to sin. So I'm just going to read that for you. Uh, It starts 7... Let's start in 714. Okay. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do for I, for what I want to do. I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that the good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Okay, did you track with me? There was a lot of I do's and I do not do's. (laughs) So you might have to go back and read it. Honestly, I have to read this so many times. But how does he know that he does not do what he does not want to do? And that, you know, he's having to reflect on why are my actions not matching with what I want to do, right? He says he doesn't understand it. He's questioning what is going on that um, is keeping me from from carrying out the desires to do what is good, right? So skipping down to 21. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay, well, how, again, how does he know what is going on? He has spent time reflecting. He has uh, asked questions. He can see inside that something isn't matching his thoughts and his actions, his beliefs and his decisions. They are not matching with what what he is seeing, right? So this is a part of that sanctifying journey is asking questions. Why, why is this going on? Right. And then I love this, you guys, self-awareness is pointless if it doesn't point you back to Jesus. So he ends with thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ or our Lord. He goes back to the truth of the gospel. So again, Self-awareness is the knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires, right? It's part of the sanctification journey that we're on. It takes reflection. It takes being quiet. So you have self-awareness now. What, What is the benefit? Why would you even want to pursue it? 
Well, I, I would say that it does help you be more emotionally intelligent. And why does that matter? Because it helps you in community and relationship with others. And that is important. That is what we're called to. We're called to be in unity with others. And it also helps you grow your relationship with the Lord, right? Helps you understand your identity, who you are in him. Well, that all sounds nice, but how do you grow in that? Friends, I am going to encourage you to say the most dangerous prayer I have ever prayed, okay? Every time I pray this prayer, big things happen, okay? (laughs) So this prayer comes from Psalm 139, and it says, Search my heart. You have searched me, O Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Okay, friends, this is the prayer. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way to everlasting. I guarantee if you are asking him to do that, he will, friends. He has done it for me every single time. And I am so extremely thankful that the Holy Spirit is guiding us into this self-awareness in order to grow in intimacy and closeness with the Lord. So this goes back to asking asking yourself questions, right? Invite the Holy Spirit in. Now ask questions. Why do I do this? Why do I believe this? Where did this start from? Where did this core uh, decision or belief that I have come from? Why do I react in a certain way when blank happens? right? So all of these questions are going to help you start digging in and I'm getting there, but this is so extremely relevant to pregnancy, to birth, okay? When you ask these questions, you need to allow time to be silent for the Holy Spirit to reveal them. Sometimes what happens, and I hear this often, especially with women, we're like, go, 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 go all the time. And we're like praying and we're, um, you know, just, we're so busy and our our world is so noisy that we're not just sitting and allowing him to speak to us. So again, I just want to say self-awareness is not the end goal, but discovering what is keeping us back from experiencing intimacy with the father is. And this really does matter in birth. So this is where it all I, I, I hope that you see this is worth pursuing because when you are self-aware, when you allow the Holy Spirit to search your heart, okay, when you sit and you listen and you ask yourself questions, what you are going to find is that your confidence in decisions are going to increase exponentially. You are going to be able to trust others better you are going to be able to work through some really heavy emotions and anxieties and just you're going to be able to take your thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ, right? So that takes listening and it takes 
um, looking inward. What are these thoughts that are constantly going in my head? Like, for example, with my first home birth, I had constant thoughts of, well, what if I have a uterine rupture? What if something bad happens, right? And then I would get stuck on that one thought and it would spiral out of control and then I would be planning a funeral. Like it it goes so far so fast. And when you just let it run amok, that will impact your decision-making. It will impact your overall joy and how you feel about the birth. So when we take our thoughts captive, that does take self-awareness, okay? In 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is so important if you want to have that confidence, if you want to have the right people in your life, if you want to work through those emotions and not be controlled by anxiety or racing thoughts. This will also, being self-aware is also going to help you um, admit that you don't know everything. And that's okay because you can trust that the Lord does know everything, right? It also helps you know your strength and your weaknesses, right? So when we know what we are good at, we know where we are falling into weakness, we are able to reach out to help for the right people. Um, if you don't know where you're strong, uh, you're going to be asking everybody for their opinion instead of just sitting with it and asking the Lord first, right? If you don't know your weaknesses, you may never end up dealing with them. Okay. So let's say you've had a traumatic birth. You know, a weakness of yours is replaying that birth over and over and over again in your brain, right? That is a weakness when you are planning another birth. It does not serve you well to be replaying something traumatic over and over and over again. So when you realize, when you can write down your your strengths and your weaknesses when it comes to planning for your birth, preparing for a home birth, you're going to be able to reach out to the right people, right? You're going to be able to have a good uh, pregnancy team in place, a postpartum team, your birth team. You're going to be able to see that you need help with a coach or have a mentor that's going to be able to help you think through things and give you um, just like a good next step in preparing it's also going to help you tune into your body and your baby to know when you are okay and when attention is needed. It is surprising to me, and yet not. We are so busy and we are bombarded with so much noise and we're constantly going. Oh, oftentimes, women have a lot of trouble just tuning into what their body and, our, and their baby is, how they're doing. They don't even ask themselves like how am I today how are you baby um and when you don't do that things can get missed or you can abdicate your responsibility because you are just going to prenatal visits just because you want somebody else to tell you what's going on instead of really taking time to tune in ask yourself some questions be aware invite the holy spirit into um guide you and to expose things that needed exposed so it's going to help you really know, okay, are things good or does more attention need? Um, is that needed? Who should I reach out to? Um, all of these things, self-awareness ultimately is going to help you with that decision-making and that confidence, which 
<laughs> so many people, when they join my Facebook group, I have a question that says, what is your biggest struggle um, when preparing for a home birth? So many times it is a lack of confidence, um, not knowing how to prepare, um, worrying about what other people think. Um, and all of those come down to just a lack of self-awareness, um, a lack of knowing why you're feeling what you're feeling and knowing how to get past that. And so sometimes we are so stuck into our, uh, we're just a little short-sighted. And trust me, this is nothing bad on you. This is so extremely normal. So many women have it. This is so me like eight years ago. And I can see the downfall of being having a lack of self-awareness. When we realize we have a lack of self-awareness, that's when things can start to change. But if we're not aware of it even, it may look like just asking everybody else for their opinions, not making a decision, right? Uh, not working through emotions, just letting our emotions be what they they are and oftentimes dictate our actions. Um, and this can look like so many different ways, but the majority of the pitfall that I'm seeing in women who are desiring and dreaming to have a home birth but won't quite commit is just a lack of being self-aware. And you guys, it is so easy to fix, but sometimes we need somebody to come alongside of us and help us hear what we are saying. Sometimes we're not hearing what we are saying. Um, sometimes we don't even know the right or the best next step to take. And we just need somebody to point us in a good direction. So just a little recap. Self-awareness is so important when you're planning for a home birth. It is the conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, desires. It is in the Bible, right? Reflection, um, kind of looking inward and knowing why are we doing what we are doing here? Um, it's not making sense. It's not lining up with what the what the Bible says, it's not lining up with what the Holy Spirit says, inviting him in and then being sanctified through that process, right? It can help you be emotionally intelligent, grow your relationship with the Lord, understand your identity, who you are in Christ. You are a daughter of the King. When you start living like that, your decision-making, your confidence, <laughs> your emotions are going to be so much different than when you don't know what your identity is. But how do you know how you're thinking about yourself, what you believe your identity is, if you're not self-aware, if you're not asking yourself questions, if you're not seeking the Lord, Lord, expose Psalm 139, show me any grievous way within me, right? Search my heart, know me, test me, know my anxious thoughts. Lead me in the way to understanding. Asking yourself questions, allowing yourself to be silent in front of the Lord, letting him really expose things. And ultimately, this matters in birth because your confidence will increase. You're going to be able to trust others, invite them in. You're going to not be ruled by emotions, but instead take every thought captive and make them obedient to Christ. You're going to be okay with not knowing everything because you know that the Lord does. 
You're going to know your strengths and your weaknesses and when to ask for help. You're also going to know how to tune into your body and your baby to know if something needs attention or not. So if this was helpful, make sure that you grab your free home birth essentials checklist. If you're planning a home birth, you need to download this, print it off, and then uh, check off all of the things because, friends, this is going to prevent you from being so stressed out um, while you're waiting for baby. It's going to help your husband know where everything is. Um, your midwives and doulas aren't going to be interrupting you during your birth because you will have everything you need. So this is a great uh, download and resource to have. Also on there is a tea bath recipe. Um that I have used after every single one of my babies. So download that today. Go to bit.ly slash homebirthessentials and make sure you have everything you need for a peaceful, Holy Spirit-filled homebirth. Again, thank you for joining me for another episode of Peaceful Homebirth and we'll see you next time. I hope you loved today's episode and found it so helpful and encouraging. If you did, would you take 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or send this episode to a friend who has been praying for a peaceful home birth? Lastly, make sure you get my free download of my complete home birth essentials checklist. Make sure you have everything ready to go so you're able to feel at peace and confidence leading into your home birth. This printable checklist has all of the important but less glamorous or thought of items that I have found to be so incredibly helpful to have at a home birth after working with many clients in person. Now get it by clicking the link in the show notes. And as always, thanks for listening and peace be with you.